the great things about books is that they are an artifact in our culture that has been a symbol of authority for over 500 years. There's really no other piece of content that carries the same psychological weight that a book does. And so when you're trying to position yourself as an authority, as somebody who really knows the field, is a real expert, there's not really any other type of content that you could produce that will create the same level of respect and appreciation in your audience. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 141. Our guest today is Laura Gale, author of the new book, How to Write This Book, Write, Publish, and Market Your Business Bestseller. This book is destined to become an Amazon bestseller, like her previous work. After a career as a leading publicist, Laura started Gale Creative to help entrepreneurs and marketers to write, publish, and market books that transform their businesses. Good morning, Laura. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here again. Well, we're so excited to have you back and really thrilled to see your new book, which dropped How to Write This Book. Write, publish, and market your business bestseller. Tell us, Laura, what drove you to get this to the marketplace? Well, the very short version is that I've been ghostwriting for several years and working with entrepreneurs and marketers who have just an incredible amount of experience and knowledge about some pretty big topics. And it just seemed like an incredible waste to me that all of that knowledge is behind closed doors. And so I wanted to enable entrepreneurs to get those stories out in the world. It's sort of become a bit of a mission of mine to enable entrepreneurs and business owners who have assumed so much risk and are delivering so much value to help them kind of get access to the information they need, the education they need that will make them more effective and in turn sort of create a better world for the other business owners and entrepreneurs out there who are trying to do the same thing. So I kind of see it as like a virtuous cycle that the more entrepreneurs write books, the better it is for everybody. So I wanted to kind of give them a a roadmap for doing that. Laura, I love that mission. And I think there are so many entrepreneurs that could take advantage of this, but there's a lot of barriers sometimes to getting started. There are a lot. And I think a lot of them are psychological. To be honest, there's a a very prevalent cultural belief that writing a book is extremely hard work and it's for a very rarefied group of people and you've got to have a publisher lined up and that it's this huge undertaking. And while it is a big project, it's not impenetrable. And a big part of writing this book was to sort of draw the veil back and show people what actually needs to happen step by step so that it goes from being this nebulous kind of crazy pie in the sky idea to being something where you could actually break it down into a project and and sort of start taking it piece by piece and, and going at a pace that works for you. I think for a lot of business owners, a big challenge is that they don't know how long it's going to take. They don't know how long it needs to be. They don't know what all of the peripheral stuff is that needs to happen around it. You know, how do you go about getting an editor? How do you list it on Amazon? How do you do a launch plan? You know, there's there's so many questions that kind of go around producing a book that's not actually the process of writing. 
So with a clear plan that kind of has everything included, there's a lot of books out there that teach you how to write and how to edit and that kind of thing. But I wanted to have everything in one place because entrepreneurs are business people. You know, they approach everything with a a systems mindset. A lot of the time, you know, they'll have a big idea, but then the only way that big idea happens is if you can break it down into its constituent parts and you've got to be able to delegate some of those parts and, you know, you've got to be able to prioritize a lot. So I really wanted to take all of the mystery out of that process and make it something that people could be like, okay, this is very practical. It's very tangible. I can do this one step at a time, just ticking things off a list. Yeah. And I think you've certainly accomplished that. And one of the things that I like the way that you went about this is it's almost a book within a book because as you're outlining this process and walking people through it, you're also demonstrating within your own content of how you approach this world, you know? And (laughs) one of the things I know you talk about, like that a business owner might be afraid that if they give away their trade secrets or their process in a book, that people will stop hiring them, that, that they'll somehow be less valuable. And isn't the opposite of that kind of true? I have seen it be very much the opposite. I've never seen somebody share all of their expertise and demonstrate all of their experience and knowledge and then have people turn around and be like, well, I guess I don't need you anymore. You know, it just doesn't go that way because even if somebody has the same theoretical knowledge as you, they don't have the experience. They're not going to be as fast as you. They're not going to be as efficient as you. It's almost never worth somebody's while to tackle an area where you already have the expertise and they have none. It's sort of people come to me particularly for writing projects because they have businesses to run. You know, they could do the writing themselves and they maybe have read the book and understand fully my processing. I'm fully capable of doing it themselves, but it's not an efficient use of their time at all. You know, they've still got a team to manage. They've got their own projects going on. They want the authority and the reach that a book would give them, but they are just very aware that it makes no sense at all for them to be the one to do it. So I think it's the same for entrepreneurs who do go ahead and write their own books. You know, there's no point if you're, say, an attorney, there's no point your building client going to try and apply all of your legal knowledge to that building business. You know, it's just completely the wrong application of the entrepreneur's time and their energy. So most people, I think, will see that you've written a book and think, wow, this person really knows their stuff. They literally wrote the book on this topic. So when I need somebody to help with this, that's going to be the first person that comes to mind for me to work with. Yeah. And that is such a powerful channel. Let's talk about that for a moment. How is a book different in the way it reaches an audience as opposed to other forms of marketing? So I think one of the great things about books is that they are an artifact in our culture that has been a symbol of authority for over 500 years. There's really no other piece of content that carries the same psychological weight that a book does. And so when you're trying to position yourself as an authority, as somebody who really knows the field, is a real expert, there's not really any other type of content that you could produce that will create the same level of respect and appreciation in your audience. So there's blog posts, there's podcasts, there's YouTube. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can create content and all of them are very important. They all have their place in a marketing ecosystem, but a book is a great way to really separate yourself from your competitors as well, just because it is a big project and most people don't want to spend the time undertaking it. So it kind of builds a bit of a moat around your marketing as well. It kind of separates you from everybody else who has a blog or is doing video content regularly. 
it's just a much greater indication of your commitment to your business and to your craft and to your customers, because it's a real act of generosity as well to extend this knowledge. And so I think people have a much deeper sense of appreciation and respect for the information that goes into a book than they might for blogging or other short form content, just because there's just so much more weight behind it. Yeah. And of course, there's the evergreen nature too, right? And I think that a lot of folks, maybe from my generation, certainly grew up with this idea of a book being this really weighty kind of thing, right? Because there was the filters in place, just like in the entertainment industry, because of the way publishers really controlled the industry. But now the information economy has really changed all of that. And do you sense that that's devalued the book in the market? Or do you think it's more so that it's opened up opportunity? I think that with the proliferation of the information economy, other types of content have become commoditized very quickly. You know, anybody can produce a blog post in 15 minutes and have it published and it's all SEO optimized and you can share it on all of your platforms and everything. And it's the same with all of the other short form types of content. And there are people who will tell you, you can do a book that way, but I would argue that that's not a real book. Um, If you're just recording yourself talking for 90 minutes and having it transcribed and listing that on Amazon as your book, I would say that that's probably just a long form article (laughs) that I wouldn't consider a book, but the effort required to produce a polished, legitimate book, you know, something that's say 40, 50, 60,000 words long, something that's been properly edited and designed and, you know, has been carefully thought out to fit into the rest of your marketing and serves a specific role. I think that's very unique. I don't really think that's been commoditized with the ease of access that we now have to publishing. And, you know, I got started in the traditional publishing world and I'm still in touch with a lot of people who work in that space. And they're having this exact conversation all the time. You know, what does this mean for us that now everybody has so much access to these processes? And I got to tell you, people are worried about it because, you know, their whole model is under threat. But The reason they're having such a hard time adapting to it is because, I mean, the genie is out of the bottle. People have any number of options for producing their own books and it's very cost effective and it's very straightforward. Most of the big platforms have very robust processes that will walk you through getting your book done. And so once you've gone to the effort of producing something that's really high quality, you know, the world becomes your oyster in, in a lot of ways because you can use it so many different places in your marketing as very powerful outreach tools. Books are are very adaptable and they're very evergreen. So I don't think that the ease of access is something that will lessen the value of a book for an entrepreneur. And now you have no more excuses to sit on the sidelines. (laughs) None at all, I'm afraid. (laughs) Uh, I've got one. (laughs) Thinking of a book, uh, looking at uh, the cost from the standpoint of time investment. And I know that in your book, you reference it as an investment with a return. And it's a wonderful way of looking at it. How would I look at the size of this investment? What's the involvement from the business owner of their time and effort um, to create this book? So for people who are going about writing the book themselves, 
that timeline is going to vary a lot. And that's going to depend on how much writing you've done previously and how comfortable you are in that format. Uh, It's going to depend a lot on the demands of your business and team, the projects you have going on, you know, things that are going on in your personal life. A book kind of gets in the way of, of all of this. So you do have to seriously consider before you start whether there's room in your current life for the amount of work that this is going to take. So I would say that for most people, if they can set aside a specific period of time each day, that's going to work best for them just because most of us have fairly full schedules. And so you've really got to put it down on the calendar that this is specific writing time. And for most people who write their own thing, I would say probably it's going to take you a year to get it done. If you're just writing for, say, half an hour to an hour each day, it takes a long time because it's a skill set that improves, obviously, the more you use it. And if you're not in the habit of doing it, it's a little like exercise. And I sort of make this comparison in the book as well, that it gets easier the longer you do it. There's less psychological drag to it the longer you do it, but it still requires a lot of effort. And so... I'm certainly not the only person out there doing ghostwriting and there are plenty of other companies that have sprung up to provide similar services just because it does put a lot of pressure on a schedule. For me, it usually takes three to four months to write a book of that same length because I can spend the whole day on it. You know, I have three or four good hours of writing in me each day. And so I can make a lot of progress and I'm sort of in the rhythm of it. I know what I need to do to get in the zone. But for most people getting something to a professional standard finished in three or four months is not particularly realistic when you're still running your whole business. I would say if you allow yourself a year, start to finish to ideate, build the structure, write out the draft, get it edited, get it all nicely designed and then launched. I think a year is is a feasible timeline for a lot of people. Yeah. And as we've been mentioning, the evergreen aspect of the return on investment, but there are some books that we know in our industry that just seem to have staying power. They are the bedrock, the top 12 business books or the top 12 marketing books or top 12 industry specific books. What have you seen to be some of the characteristics of those really sticky books, if you will? I think they're very focused on principles and the strategic approach to their subject matter. I think when you're talking about stuff that's tactical, it ages badly because the tactical elements of any industry change all the time. And so particularly now that where everything's happening in digital and there's a constant stream of content about how to do X, Y, Z things, I think you want to stay away from the tactical stuff and sort of talk more about the foundational elements of your expertise. You know, the things that inform your worldview, the things that make your experience valuable. You know, it's not the button clicking. It's the stuff that is the really deep strategic 30,000 foot view stuff that people who are new to this space just wouldn't think about. So I'd say if you're looking for staying power and, you know, definitely making your book one of those sort of perennial sellers, then yeah, you want to be looking much more at strategic elements and stuff that's always going to be true. And let's say I decide to do the book and work with you and your organization. What are some of the elements after we've written the book and we have it consolidated and refined? How do we take it forward and launch it and propel it? So launching a book is a lot like launching any other type of product, really. You can do all kinds of different marketing events, but you want to sort of launch with a bang, particularly when you're self-publishing 
about 70% of book sales online are happening on Amazon. So currently you want to really focus your efforts on making it an Amazon kit. So a lot of that goes to setting up a pre-order campaign where you have people commit to buying the book before it's available. Then you have people on hand who are ready to review the book for you. You want to do giveaways and big sort of social media push and you can do launch parties and traditional media. Any way that you would market a new product, you can also apply to a book launch. So Jeff Walker has a book called Product Launch Formula, which I think is a great approach to launching your book as well. That's, you know, again, it's very process driven and it breaks it all down into very tangible steps that you can follow. Again, I don't want to be too prescriptive about the tactical elements there, but I want to kind of start with a big push because the more sales you have on Amazon right at the beginning of the book's life, the greater its sales velocity is likely to be over time. So you want to really set yourself up strong there from the beginning. But I see a lot of people have great sustained success when they really make an effort to hand sell the book. So when they are speaking at events, they take copies with them and sell them with sort of a personal touch, or they have a book launch party and they really connect with a lot of people in their local community that maybe wouldn't naturally find them without sort of having it engineered with a bookshop or some sort of public event. You can also do things like send copies of the book to people that you specifically want to work with or that you think would really benefit from reading it. There's nothing like receiving a book in the mail from somebody who has thought specifically about you. It's a very palpable impression and it's it's a great way for getting past gatekeepers as well. You know, if you've got somebody who's screening your phone calls and your emails and that kind of thing, that secretary or assistant is certainly not going to throw away a book that you've sent. So it's a good way for accessing people that maybe you've had trouble reaching before. Really, there's so many ways that you can make a book work for you. A lot of people put it at the front of a marketing funnel where maybe somebody opts in to get a copy of the book or they buy a copy on Amazon and then they go to a link that the book directs them to and then they get ascended through a variety of other offers and that just extends the customer interaction time and it extends the lifetime value of that customer and it just is a very low cost way to get somebody into your ecosystem particularly if you're selling very high cost items you know if you've got a really high ticket service or you know, people really need a lot of education before they're comfortable proceeding with a sale. Having a book is a really great way to kind of get them open to your core offers. You know, Laura, I agree that if you're in especially selling business to business where you have a lot of business development and longer sales cycles, this kind of a leave behind, as you said, establishing your expertise can be very different than the other emails and proposals that someone might have on their desk to compare to, right? So I totally see the value in that. And I would like to speak a little bit about timing. You know, in your book, one thing I thought was interesting is you discuss like when it may or may not be a great time for you to jump in and move forward with your book. Right. So I think that this is a really important element to consider before you ever make the commitment to writing a book. Because if you're very early in your business and you don't have a proven revenue system, you don't have repeat customers there are other things that are going to be more beneficial to your business early on. And so you really want to be focusing on nailing down that sales system and making sure that you're really serving the right audience with the right offer. You know, you really want to have an established model for your business so that when you add a book into the mix, you're ready for the influx of very qualified and potentially very motivated leads because 
you know, any system will break under pressure at some point. And if your systems are not robust and they're not proven, then a book can be a very complicating factor. You need to be confident that you and your team are able to deal with suddenly a much higher lead volume. Because if you've written a really robust book for a very specific target market and you've really solved a problem for them and you sort of invited them to take a next step with you, everybody who reads that book is going to get to the end and be like, yeah, that is for me. I want to work with those people. And so, you know, every lead you get is suddenly far more motivated to buy and you're getting 10 times as many leads. And these sound like big numbers, but a couple of clients of mine have had exactly these situations where they're an agency and they're getting three or four qualified leads a month, and then they write a book and then it's 20 qualified leads a month. This is a significant increase when you're early stage and you definitely want to make sure that you're ready. There's a lot of variables that can be introduced with a book. There's a lot of new opportunities that kind of start emerging that people don't necessarily think about. And so you've got to be a little bit ready to be agile, but you've got to be very responsive as well. So I would say this is a better play for people who are established and who are kind of looking to take a model that's already working to the next level. Yes. And I also noticed that you talk about having a specific call to action with the book. And so even if you are established and you have product to sell and you're thinking, you know, maybe it's time for me to jump in and try to figure out how to do this, thinking about what do you want people to do after they've read the book and are you ready for that to happen? Right. <laughs> uh, because, because, you know, you're going to invest all of this time and energy in producing the content and then marketing it. And then what happens when you get that tremendous response? Do you know exactly how you want to plug them in? And what is the optimal thing you can get from that book? Because even though it is evergreen, you want to take advantage of that first big push. Absolutely. And that call to action is not always going to be buy my thing. It might be join our private community or get on our email list or book a call with us. There's a, a pretty common concept in marketing of getting people to make micro commitments, you know, and, and people show commitment with their time and with their wallet and Going from purchasing a book that's maybe $15 to buying your core offer, which is 30000 or you know whatever it is, that's a huge gap. And so you need to lead people along a psychologically comfortable and consistent process so that they feel confident taking a next step with you. So when you're thinking about your call to action, make sure it's something that is going to set you up to help them more and to deliver real value to them, but is also going to be psychologically comfortable and consistent for them. And this element of consistency is also really important. So whenever your reader has an interaction with you, you want to make sure that they feel like they're talking to the same person. So the voice that you use in the book should be the same voice that they encounter on your website and in your emails and in your Facebook group. And wherever you're connecting with the people that you're talking to, they should feel like they're getting a really consistent experience because that builds trust and it builds confidence. And, and that makes a really big difference to whether or not somebody's going to feel confident putting down a big amount of money with you and sticking around with you for a long time. Yeah, it's so true. And you know, this idea of voice to me is really important. And I think it's the most valuable thing. I'd like to make this distinction that, okay, it's probably not a great use of your time to become an expert at producing a book in terms of end-to-end -end content, right? So Laura, your book is going to help people understand exactly what to expect. And I'll tell you what, if somebody wanted to start from scratch, this is absolutely a step-by-step -step guide and you will be a lot more successful 
than if you even attempted to do this on your own. So, I mean, it's a wonderful place to start. People could follow this process and have a great outcome. But the trick is you have to ask yourself, do I want to make the investment in becoming a great book producer, publisher, marketer, editor, organizer? Or do I want to make the investment in being a better communicator of my ideas? And I say it's the latter. I don't think entrepreneurs can spend enough time investing in becoming better writers, better speakers, better, for God's sake, emailers, I guess, even though I would discourage you to do as little of that as possible. But you know, this is the information age. The people that communicate best win. And I think you've offered us a great platform to help people do just that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I, I'm very open to answering questions if your audience have any. And you know, I'm an open book, so to speak. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today on Business Owners Radio. It's been a fantastic time. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been great. And Laura, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience? Just that the book is available on Amazon and it's called How to Write This Book. And if you wanted to get into a very practical application right away, you can go to my website, which is lauraiswriting.com forward slash workbook. And that will take you to the first of three workbooks, which can start working through immediately. That will help you kind of piece together what your book might look like. That's just sort of a very practical first step once you've had a look through the book and sort of got a sense of whether or not this is right for you. I'll also be launching a podcast in June uh, called The Business of Writing Podcast, where I'll be interviewing all different types of writers about their craft and how they've made the business aspect work for them. So we're going to be going really deep into this particular field of expertise. So if you're curious about what it takes to be a writer or what you need to know if you want to work with writers, then there's going to be a lot of great material in that. So it's businessofwritingpodcast.com. Our guest today has been Laura Gale, Amazon bestselling author and CEO of Gale Creative, helping business owners create content that propel their business forward. You can learn more about Laura, as well as find links to her book, website, and podcasts, all in the show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode, along with links and offers, in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.